Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 174. At that moment, the priest came in and began the conference. He spoke for a short time as if he were in a hurry. After the conference, he went over to the confessional. Seeing that none of the sisters were going there, I sprang up from my kneeler and in an instant was in the confessional. There was no time to deliberate. Instead of telling the Father about the doubts that had been sown in me in respect to my dealings with the Lord Jesus, I began to speak about these temptations I have just described above. The confessor immediately understood my situation and said, Sister, you distrust the Lord Jesus because he treats you so kindly. Well, sister, be completely at peace. Jesus is your master, and your communing with him is neither daydreaming nor hysteria nor illusion. Know that you are on the right path. Please try to be faithful to these graces. You are not free to shun them. You do not need at all, sister, to tell your superiors about these interior graces, unless the Lord Jesus instructs you clearly to do so. And even then, you should first consult with your confessor. But if the Lord Jesus demands something external, in this case, after consulting your confessor, you should carry out what he asks of you, even if this costs you greatly. On the other hand, you must tell your confessor everything. There is absolutely no other course for you to take, sister. Pray that you may find a spiritual director, or else you will waste these great graces of God. I repeat once again, be at peace. You are following the right path. Take no heed of anything else, but always be faithful to the Lord Jesus, no matter what anyone says about you. It is with just such miserable souls that the Lord Jesus communes in this intimate way, and the more you humble yourself, the more the Lord Jesus will unite himself with you. When I left the confessional, ineffable joy filled my soul, so that I withdrew to a secluded spot in the garden to hide myself from the sisters, to allow my heart to pour itself out to God. God's presence penetrated me, and in an instant all my nothingness was drowned in God, and at the same time I felt, or rather discerned, the three divine persons dwelling in me. And I had such great peace in my soul that I myself was surprised that I could have had so many misgivings. Resolution. Faithfulness to inner inspirations, even though I would have no idea how much I would have to pay for it. I must do nothing on my own without first consulting the confessor. Renewal of vows. From the moment I woke up in the morning, my spirit was totally submerged in God, in that ocean of love. I felt that I had been completely immersed in him. During Holy Mass, my love for him reached a peak of intensity. After the renewal of vows and Holy Communion, I suddenly saw the Lord Jesus, who said to me with great kindness, My daughter, look at my merciful heart. As I fixed my gaze on the most sacred heart, the same rays of light as are represented in the image as blood and water came forth from it, and I understood how great is the Lord's mercy. And again, Jesus said to me with kindness, My daughter, 
speak to priests about this inconceivable mercy of mine. The flames of mercy are burning me, clamoring to be spent. I want to keep pouring them out upon souls. Souls just don't want to believe in my goodness. Suddenly Jesus disappeared. But throughout that whole day, my spirit remained immersed in God's tangible presence, despite the buzz and chatter that usually follow a retreat. It did not disturb me in the least. My spirit was in God, although externally I took part in the conversations and even went to visit Derdy. In this section, everything that Jesus had promised would happen took place. It's interesting that the priest spoke for only a short time during his conference, as if he were in a hurry. It seems that Jesus had inspired him to get to the confessional, since that was the most important thing he would do that day. In the confessional, he gave St. Faustina all of the reassurance that she had needed after the severe spiritual battle that she had undergone. When the evil one ramps up the temptations, it's clear that he's trying to impede something important. He knew all the good that could come from the Divine Mercy message and devotion, so he tried to prevent St. Faustina from cooperating with Jesus' plan. But it didn't work. Jesus had obviously inspired the words of the priest in the confessional, and afterwards St. Faustina felt inundated by graces. She became the temple of the Holy Trinity, and as Jesus had promised, she couldn't have doubted even if she had wanted to because she felt so much peace and grace. St. Faustina learned to stay faithful to consulting with the confessor, and as I had mentioned previously, she only needed to check with the superiors about matters having to do with the external forum, external actions and behaviors, matters of conscience, the internal forum, were to be handled by the confessors, and she was to pray for a spiritual director, something which she was doing fervently. I had mentioned in a previous uh, podcast that St. Catherine Labore, who had the miraculous medal uh, apparitions, was able to remain anonymous in her convent for 40 years. Only her confessor knew what was going on in her soul. And after 40 years, when she finally had to ask permission of the superior for something to have a particular statue made that Our Lady had asked for, the superior was shocked. She had no idea. So uh, it was a very different experience than poor St. Faustina had with her superiors. Jesus instructed St. Faustina to tell priests to proclaim his mercy to souls. So much does Jesus want to pour out his love on everyone. Why do souls doubt God's goodness? Perhaps it seems too good to be true. Or perhaps because we're constantly being tempted to doubt and to reject God's love. So let's open our hearts to Jesus' mercy. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother.
Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.